G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 8. I am John Barker, joining me as usual, my Winning Post colleagues, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, hard to believe it. We always say this every Caulfield Guineas Day. Cannot believe it is here already. Three massive group ones to kick off the Caulfield Carnival. Big fields for the Guineas and the Turak. Eight-horse field for the might and power, but uh, no less intriguing for that. Absolutely cracking race. Meanwhile, it's Silver Eagle Day at Randwick, or is it Joel? Uh, Heavy 10 as we speak on Thursday, and uh, 50 to 100 mils still to come. Yeah, Barks, I'd say it's got to be a 1,000 to 1 in drifting, hasn't it, that this Randwick meeting uh, takes place, even if they get the bottom end of... even if they get 30 to 50 mils, which... It's probably being conservative. Um, you know, how's that gonna how's that gonna pan for a track that's already a heavy ten? So, yeah, look, I'm not sure what. Uh, haven't really sort of read any contingency plan, but um, it will obviously, uh, yeah, be very interesting to see what happens. And uh, well, we'll throw, I guess, a few preparations uh, a bit skew if. Uh, of course, they've got this Silver Eagle worth a million dollars, and obviously, top three gets a golden ticket into the Golden Eagle. In a couple of weeks' time, so that's obviously the feature, and there's a few other nice races there. But um, look, if we do go ahead, you're going to be uh, wanting to find the mudlarks. Uh, yeah, look, I think uh, while it is very tempting for us, uh, as you say, it's probably a thousand to one to be at Randwick on Saturday. While it's very tempting for us to just uh, save twenty minutes of our time and twenty minutes of the listeners' <laughs> time by not worrying about it at all, uh, what we've found, I guess, in recent times is that, especially with these big meetings, where, uh, as you say, preparations can be thrown into chaos. That New, racing New South Wales do uh, find a way of running them somewhere, sometime. So you know it might turn up at Newcastle on Monday or something like that. So uh, we'll still go through that card. Dan, though, we'll start at Caulfield, and uh, you have spoken to your fellow Dan, Dan O'Sullivan, the Ballarat trainer, about uh, the very exciting Barclay Square, um, who is uh, taking on a, a guineas that's been thrown wide open since uh, aft cabin. Had his bleeding attack. We've just pretty much we've said, oh well, one uh, one Godolphin Astern Colt uh, is gone. We'll just we'll make the favourite another one, which is uh, Golden Mile. But uh, really, it's been uh, it's been thrown wide open. There's no pre-existing Group One winners in the race. And uh, look, Barclay Square, as your story uh, with as your interview with Dan suggests, probably they would hope is going to. Uh, get better later and it may be over more ground, but, uh, well, he's in it to win it. Sure. And, look, you know, breeding suggests, and uh, speaking to Dan O'Sullivan, he's, he's certainly of the opinion he's a horse that will get better. Um, you know, it will be about a horse in six months, like probably a few of these he, he faces here. But, you know, Barclay Square going really well. Good win last start overcoming uh, some traffic. I think a, a fastly run 1,600 metres will certainly suit him. Might be question marks, um, a few of the others, and, and that, that sort of setup. But um, yeah, fair to win it. I think it'll be a leading chance. But with that said, it is a pretty open race, and you know, barring a few, um, there are some at bigger odds. I think can run well as well. So that race, as well as the uh, the mind power, power, obviously the Underwood was a great race with just the six horses that uh, proved to be a terrific contest with a small field. Similar field lines up here with the exception of a couple others and, um, you know, as well as the Guineas and the Rupert Clark, I think the Mighton Power certainly is the highlight of the of the day. 
All righty, well, we will get to uh, the big ones later on. As you'd expect, it is all black type right through the 10 races at Caulfield. Uh, as we speak, or at least as it's 7.45 on Thursday morning, the track was a good four. Uh, a lot of people telling me it's going to be wet. Um, I don't know, the forecast for Melbourne, it's not, uh, it's nothing, uh, it's not the 50 to 100 mils that Sydney's expecting, for example, and uh, really, it, uh, well, I certainly didn't do my tips for anything worse than a soft five or six. But anyway, Joel, I don't know uh, how you've approached it, but uh, it's all pretty, pretty academic for the first race anyway, because we don't know how any of them go wet or dry. It's Magic Millions Debutante Stakes, 1,000 metre listed event at set weights. For the two-year-olds, there's seven of them. They're all unraced. What did you like of the trials and jump-outs? Yeah, well, we didn't get uh, didn't get a whole heap of noms for this race and just the seven acceptors. Uh, I would have tipped King's Gambit in the Breeders' Plate last week. He was entered for it, but uh, the Snowden team elected to save him for this. So I'll tip him in this. I thought his trial when at Warwick Farm was pretty good. He... Uh, was sort of asked a question by Jason Collard on the turn to come after the leader, and he did. He responded well. And I don't think you'd need to be anything special to win this race, just what I've seen of the trials. I'll put one, a deem in for second, went pretty well down the straight, has a good pedigree out of the flight stakes winner, Uhud. Uh, in for third, number five, Princess Duhallow wasn't uh, pushed along uh, very hard in her jump out, and too uh, heuristic. Uh, Probably hard to leave the Godolphin camp out of any of these races. Three, one, five, and two. Yeah, lots of learn here. I'm with the master trainers of two-year-olds, the Snowdens, with their Colt Kings Gambit on top. Um, Joel said could have run in that breeder's plate, but would have been would have been pretty good to have him beat the stable mates, uh, Empire of Japan, who was dominant that day. But Kings Gambit looks to be one with quite a bit of ability as well. Nice Warwick Farm trial, and um, that Shin and Snowden combination, pretty good combo I'm with them in the first. Three on top of seven. She's all shenanigans. Um, jump out winner at Flemington. Tornado Philly, I think, can uh, brace well on Debut. One a deem for Camilla in uh, next, but probably keener, better races to bet on later in the day. But three on top in the first of seven, one and four. Almost identical for me, just with the third and fourth the other way around. King's Gambit, she's all shenanigans, Camilla and a deem three, seven, four and one. Race two at the Heath on Saturday is the big screen company Weekend Hustler, 1,400 metre listed handicap. Joel? I've gone with the Sydney Siders, two and four. I've got old Flame on top. Uh, still plenty of upside about this horse. He won well first up at Rose Hill and then went to the group two, Shannon, and beat all bar surf dancer. Uh, does meet Purple Sector three and a half kilos worse for that narrow uh, win over him first up, but just think he's got a bit of more room for improvement, and if the track does get sort of deep into that soft range, it's going to suit him more than it will Purple Sector, who, to be fair, has handled the soft tracks pretty well this prep. He's going well, the seven-year-old. Um, bumped into Old Flame, as I said, and then bumped into the Epsom uh, dead heater in top rank, so that's some pretty strong form lines, but would prefer it if the rain stayed away. And then I've put a couple of uh, the locals next in. Seven, Jimmy the Bear, uh, really runs poorly. And 12, Cardinal Gem, in the same boat. Two, four, seven, and 12. Yeah, same Quinella. Old Flame on top. I think he's a horse that's uh, really promising. And I think he's got better races than this in him down the track. He loves the distance. He's four from six at 1,400 metres. Um, and here, third up. I think uh, good bet, Old Flame, one of the better bets for me on the card. On top of the four, Purple Sector, who, yeah, going well on, on tracks that aren't 
So it is preferred going. The wet tracks in Sydney, likely to get a dry track this time around. E2 presents third up. So as Joel said, the form around in Mosley obviously has been good. So two and four for me on top of the 12, Cardinal Gem. Sort of came of age um, during the winter months and look, uh, have a bit of a freshen up. He's had two good runs in, in lower graded races. Very good at Flemington and benchmark 70. Down to 54 kilos. I think he's good enough to win a take out a listed race or certainly be competitive in it. And seven, Jimmy the Bear. Very consistent gelding. Uh, had the freshen up since the third in his first go in stakes grade. Um, he run well as well. 2 4, 12 7. Um, yeah, well, I'm again almost identical for me. It might be just an easy day there on Saturday. Uh, old Flame Purple Sector <laughs> Cardinal Gem. I chucked in biometric. For fourth, wasn't uh, uh, yeah, hasn't won first up for a long time, but uh, in fact since his debut, but um, has been not not that far away and uh, occasionally unlucky when fresh two four twelve and nine for me race three at Caulfield on Saturday is the Manhurry Metals Thoroughbred Club Stakes twelve hundred metres for three year old fillies set weights and penalties it's Group Three Joel. I'll be playing a few at odds here. I've got the 13 Chalanke on top, also an acceptor in Sydney, but um, given that could be under a bit of a cloud, I would have thought Clary Connors would have put her on the float down here, and he's uh, well known at um, sending the right horses down. Uh, this girl's got a habit of being slow away, so that's going to play against her as she gets up in class, but she's got something about her. Her Nower and Wyong wins were very good, and then just couldn't overcome the slow start at Canterbury, but ran some really good late splits, wasn't beaten all that far. Uh, it looks to be genuine speed here, and I think if she can just get the brakes, you, know, she's probably, you, know, you wouldn't think she's going to jump cleanly all of a sudden, so she's probably going to settle back half. But I uh, thought at a bit of a price she was worth uh, taking a punt on. Uh, we're following up on Hellhound. I was with her first up in the Captain Tebes. Uh, she was pretty good, just didn't quite have the turn of foot as a couple of the place getters who were beside her sort of at the 400, but last 100 metres was good. Uh, she'll be a lot fitter for that. I thought number 15, Lavetta, represented a bit of value too. I think getting past 1,000 metres is going to suit her. She impressed on debut. She couldn't uh, go with Wee Nessie, but gave that girl a bit of a start at Mornington. Just think the step up and trip can see her at least get closer to Wee Nessie, who's going to be a lot shorter in the market than her. And 10, Ken, well, I was with her the other day. It was a horrible watch. There's going to be a lot of people jumping on her back here, and she's certainly going to be a, a bit of a player if she gets the breaks, because she probably should have won last start. But I'll go with a bit more value, 13, 8, 15, and 10. A very open race. I've landed on the 9, Weed Nessie, who um, was very good in listed grade down the straight, two back. And then went to Mornington, a bit of an easy kill. Uh, it was pretty handy horses in behind her. Obviously, as Joel referenced, Lavetta, one of those, the runner-up there. But um, she was far too good for them. That day, good draw with James McDonald on. I thought in an open race, it might be worth an each-way play. The nine. In for second, I got horse I'm a fan of, English Riviera. Um, for strange run at Mooney Valley, thought it titled to a little bit more there. Um, perhaps onto a dry, so dry surface and a soft six, likely. I think uh, she can have a, a better run there. She's here fourth up, so fitness, no issue. In for third, I have 13, Chalanti. Not much to add on what Joel has said. I think she's a... Promising filly, up in quite a bit up in grade, but um, giving the impression she can be up to up to a race like this. And in for fourth, I have the consistent troach, the two. Nine, five, 13, and two. Uh, yeah, I'm with the Captain Teebs form here, and I thought Sam G with a slight uh, weight pull could 
uh, beat Nanagui. Kin third, Troach fourth, 12, 3, 10, and 2. Race four at Caulfield, Ned's Village Stakes, 1,200-metre listed handicap, Joel. Yeah, pretty uh, wide open race, I would have thought. I've gone for 13, Nicolini Vito. I just reckon the freshen up, back in distance, uh, plays to his advantage. He was a good winner first up, stepped up to open company and wasn't too bad, although beaten at odds on. And then last time out, came out of that fast, high-rating race behind I Wish Owen and Gentleman Roy. Uh, as I said, I can freshen up back to this distance, which really does suit him. He's won three times at this trip. I thought he'd be pretty strong at the end of it. Uh, five Wicklow Town, an old favourite, kicking off his campaign. Uh, I think I saw 60 or 70 to 1 yesterday. I don't know why he's such a big price, but he's been a bit of an ATM for his connections and for those that have followed him. And yes, he's going to get better over further, but uh, he shouldn't be anything like those odds. He's a chance. Uh, 12 Curran. I was with him early in his career and I jumped off. I was just a little bit disappointed with some of his runs, but his last couple have been good. So back into his camp uh, to some degree and in for fourth. I've got number seven, Gravina. Uh, one of the good Olfen runners here. He was pretty good at Sandown last time out behind. I wish I win. Should be ready to show his best third up. 13, 5, 12 and 7. I'm with the seven on top, Gravina. I think that Sandown form is good. Obviously fourth behind three horses. I expect to run well um, in the Turak later in the day. I wish I win Gentleman Roy and Pinstripe. He's sort of a bit of a speed battle early. It's one of the easiest runs in transit, but in a race that sort of uh, swoopers came to the fourth, he hung on pretty well. Yeah, third up into this and uh, likes a trip. So seven on top for me. Prince of Boomin next. He's a good horse, a Queenslander. He on the pace last start at Caulfield, um, the race of the Swoopers sort of came to the fore there. I thought he stuck on pretty well. A bit of a bad luck with barriers. Uh, for, just forgive the first up run. Wide draw at Mooney Valley. Not sure a track that uh, suited him. Uh, we'll need a bit of luck here, but um, very good horse, I think, Prince of Boom. And up to winning this. 14, Zethus of a good, uh, some good trial form. One nicely bit of smile one at Mooney Valley. First up and in for fourth, I have the two, Frankie Pino. Just love to own him. Uh, very good fresh work award. It was a booming finish on him and contested a group one, Goodwood, and from an impossible position, ran on well for fourth. So has to be in the mix. We'll be charging home late, the two. Seven, three, 14, and two. Yeah, along with Joel, uh, well, along with Joel's second pick here in Wicklow Town, uh, and most, in fact, made Wicklow Town my value bet. Normally, I... Uh, Put the green type around something, and uh, then it turns out to be three dollars fifty. But uh, seventy-one bucks, couldn't believe it. But uh, I mean, mind you, Wicklow Town has not won first up since Taboo, um, and that even that was over fourteen hundred. But uh, has won over shorter trips, and uh, as Charles says, smart horse, just never runs a bad race. So uh, Wicklow Town each way to beat Zethus, Frankie Pino, and Triple Missile five fourteen two and four, race five. At Caulfield on Saturday is Ned's Herbert Power Stakes, 2,400-metre quality, Group 3. Fun fact is uh, that Yakama is the only mayor to uh, have won in the past 25 years, and I don't think there's too many threatening to do so on Saturday. Joel, where did you go here? Yeah, tricky race, but I've gone with the naturalism form. Um, We've seen that already uh, through last week's winners uh, Smoke and Romans and Luna Flair hold up and 
just uh, sort of kept coming back to the two horses that have come through that race. Uh, five, Emistry. I put on top. Uh, I liked him first up in the Heatherly. Great ride, and it was a good win. And then naturalism was pretty good. This, the race shape was probably against him a little bit, but he wasn't too bad. I think the step up in distance now is what he wants. I've got him on top of Shiraz, who did run second to him in the Heatherly. Again, the naturalism didn't really pan out for him, and then he was caught in the worst ground over near the inside. So I think it was certainly a forgivable run. I've put Desert Icon in for third, number four, just because he's going so well. Yes, he's had the pattern on his side, certainly more so last time than his previous win, but can't deny the way he's going, and the step up in distance shouldn't be a problem. And Regal Lion, I'll put in for fourth, number nine. A really good turn of foot to come from the back and run past Bermudez uh, at Sandown, second up. Uh, he's got form on wetter tracks, and he may have taken the next step this time in. But I'll go with five each way from three, four, and nine. We finish Shiraz as well. I think very good run first up on uh, Emissary. And then not a lot sort of went his way in the run. Last start, not suited to those back in the field in the naturalism, but form out of that race, as Joel alluded to, is um, being quite good. Imagine from a, a better draw this time, he can settle a bit closer. Yeah, third up, I think he's a good all Shiraz and 2,400 metres, I think, will really suit him. Um, so three on top for me. Got the eight in next point in a pin. Run first up, maybe a little plain to the eye, considering he was $5, one of the favourites there. Um, I think he'll take a lot of benefit from that run. Some of his wins last prep were outstanding, including the win in the Andrew Rams and sort of 2,800 metres. Uh, back two kilos in this thing, more might be overs in this field. Uh, four Desert Icon, just flying at the moment. Good draw, will be up on the speed and, and take some catching. And I've got the five in for fourth. Three, eight, four, five. And I am going for Persan to beat Saracen Knight, Desert Icon and Macram, 2, 12, 4 and 6. Race 6 at Caulfield, Lexus Scalacci Stakes, 1,100 metres, standard weight for age, 3-year-olds and up. And there is a 3-year-old who will create a bit of interest here. Uh, and it's a Group 2 level, Joel... Yeah, I'm going to stick with the three-year-old queen of the ball. Again, just got that little asterisk. You probably don't want it to get too wet. It was sort of probably just getting wet enough for her at the valley the other night, but she made use of the pattern. And and I guess that just sort of, um, you know, uh, takes a little bit of the gloss away from the wind because she had things made to water. But it was a good effort. She's a good on-speed filly. As long as it doesn't get too wet, I think she'll give them plenty to chase with that weight. She's got a bit of company up near the speed, though. Uh, Pulele, I've got in for second. Things didn't really pan out for him in the Moyer. Uh, I think it was a pass mark. I expect him to improve off that. Uh, four Zoo style, going well. Placed both of his runs at Wake for Age at the Valley this time in. And in for fourth, I've got Ingratiating, who's building a pretty good record at Caulfield. It was a good win first up. Uh, but I'll go with nine on top from one, four and two. With Ingratiating on top, I think that Caulfield factor is important. He um, broke a bit of a, a long drought. It had been a while between drinks for the first up win, but it was a good-looking win coming from last, um, the big weight there, and that sort of win under a belt. Maybe you can get a bit of confidence from that because, as I said, it had been a while uh, since his most recent win. Likes the track, as I touched on, in his second-up form reads pretty well as well. So ingratiating to go back-to-back. Got the stablemate in next, Pulele, obviously a very uh, classy sprinter. On his day, the, the dry track will certainly, or the drier track to what he saw last start will suit him, but he was good in the Moya there, midfield finish. Um, did enough, I thought, back in grade for this. 
So two on top of one and four in for third zoo style. I think going well. And he were two was good in the Moya. Third behind Cool and Gatter. And in for fourth, General Bow. I think as a case first up, good draw. Um, he can win this too. So a bit of an open race. Should be a good sprinting contest. But two on top for me on one, four, and then five. Yeah, I've gone with the Queen of the Bull like Joel. Um, yeah, I think the, so the, the query would be if it got too wet. I don't, I don't think it will. Um, but yeah, also I reckon the Scalacci stakes is one of those races over the years. You just you, you look at the three year olds in with those light, with the lightweight, and you think yeah they're going to win, and they just don't. But anyway, I've gone for it uh, to beat Oxley Road, ingratiating and Pulaley, nine, eight, two, and one. First leg of the Quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday, and first of the Group Ones is Ned's Might and Power, two thousand meters standard weight for age, standard weight for age, worth a million bucks, um, and. Yeah, it, we had a six-horse race a couple of weeks ago on the Sunday after the grand final, and um, that was an absolute cracker, the Underwood Stakes at Sandown. And uh, this one is basically the same same bunch, plus Animo and Benno. Animo, obviously, uh, is the one expected to be very hard to beat. Um, I can tell you that no no Caulfield Stakes winner in the past, this is Might and Power, of course, is previously known as the Caulfield Stakes, in the past 32 years has jumped from a double-figure barrier. Well, I think that's going to go ahead because there's only eight in it. And an odds-on favourite has won it six times. Well, Animo will be warmish but won't be odds-on. Joel, how did you read this intriguing race? Yeah, really exciting clash. Uh, well, I've gone the Quinella, the two that weren't in that Underwood. I've gone Animo to win. Uh, both wins in Sydney to Sprepper have been very good. Uh, obviously, had that little minor issue of pulling up lame after the George Main, but uh, you trust the Godolphin Cam to have him in A1 order here. And yeah, I think he's the one to beat. I think 8 Benno can run really well. Saw Nonconformist just miss in this race last year. Obviously, he's here again, probably not going as well and, and does need to step up. But Benno, it's sort of similar sort of horse, you know, being aimed towards the handicaps, but. I reckon he can run a, a cheeky race here. He's going well this time in, in Sydney. All his runs have been pretty good. I reckon he just might be the bit of value to run well. Uh, in for third, I'm Thunderstruck. This is his chance you know, to prove that he runs 2,000 metres. Um, he'll just be fitter. And he barrier one means he can just be that little bit closer uh, to the leaders at, at the right time. And in for fourth, I've got number one, Zaki. Uh, should be fitter for that. He was second up, 1,400 to 1,800. So should have a bit of room for improvement. Um Left out uh, alligator blood, but sort of no real knock on him. He's you know he's got to run two thousand, but who says he won't? After his pretty good win the other day, a really intriguing race. But uh, seven on top for me from eight two and one. Yeah, outstanding race. And look, I've left alligator blood out of my top four as well. But again, sort of like Joel, there's no real knock on him. Perhaps maybe the first go at two thousand meters, but he was strong through the line there, so he could handle. So he could win. Benno, I think he would roughy as well, but. Like I said, my numbers, I've got one on top of seven, Zaki on top of Animo. I think just 1,400 up to 1,800 metres might have um, been a bit of a telling factor last start at Sandown. For 2,000 metres here, third up. Um, not a whole lot of confidence. He won't be having a big bet on the race, but just Zaki on top of Animo, just at the price. Animo's, we know, has a standing horse. Should have won a Cox Plate. And up this trip, um, just sort of near even money, think he's happy to sort of take him on. Um, winning a Group 1 despite being lame at some sort of effort. And, yeah, now gets up to a, a favourite trip of 2,000 metres here. So I've got one on top of seven. Five, Moanga was excellent in an Underwood. 
I think he's going to be the one that does improve up to 2,000 metres. And in for fourth, I have the four, Mr. Brightside. I think he can forgive that Underwood run somewhat. Um, was sweating up quite significantly before the race. Did a bit wrong in the run. Um, here's one for one at Caulfield winning. Uh, Lawrence Stakes first up. I think he'd be a little forgiving of the, the fifth of six in that um, Underwood last start. One, seven, five, and four. Oh, I have got Alligator Blood in my top four, but I've gone Animo, Zaki, Moanga, and Alligator Blood, 7, 1, 5, and 3. Race 8 at Caulfield on Saturday is the big one. It's worth $3 million. It's Ned's Caulfield Guineas, set weights for three-year-olds, over 1,600 metres Joel. Yeah, I thought it was pretty tough. Uh, pretty tough race to sort out this year. Um, I'm not going in with a stack of confidence, but I've gone with number 15, the fortune teller, because he's a horse that I've always had a bit of a rap on, bolted in on debut, then went a month between runs, and did a lot wrong at stand down behind a thousand guineas contender waltz on by, and I thought did enough, and then they put the blinkers on him the other day, Jamie Carr rode him, and again, she had to put the whip in the left hand, he just wanted to lay in, do a bit wrong, but he still chased home pretty well behind Bank Moore, elliptical was third, so they're all here, um, I'm just hoping the penny can drop and, you know, a tough race for the penny to drop in the Caulfield Guineas, but uh, Jamie Carr will be better for having had the ride on him and I'm going to be having a couple of dollars each way on him. I just, I think there's a fair bit of raw talent there to work with. Uh, three golden mile, the one to beat. Very good winning the Ming Dynasty and then good effort in the Golden Rose. I think they can just ride him a bit quieter here from that gate up to the mile. He'll be hard to beat. One Tijuana, no knock on his form. He's come back in really good order and he's just holding... That form, he was ridden to suit the pattern first up, uh, sorry, last time out at the Valley, and it was a strong win in the Stutt Stakes. I think he'll be thereabouts again and in for fourth. I've put number four, Mullane, the other horse coming through the Golden Rose. Didn't think he was too bad there behind Golden Mile. Has a you know, over a couple of lengths to make up, but thought he just gave the impression that he was looking for 1,600 metres, so I've included him for fourth. But um, it's just a tricky race to line up, especially with that... Uh, Caulfield Guineas being run in such a the, the prelude, sorry, being run in such atrocious conditions, just hard to get a light on some of those horses. But fifteen for me from three, one, and four with two on top, and pretty keen on him. Now, I just want to check: is it Berkeley or Barkley Square? Because I've heard race callers call it different things. Um, I De- thought it was Berkeley definitely, Square. Definitely, definitely Barkley. Definitely Barkley. All right, because I know there's a is there a university in California that's called. University of Berkeley, it's the Absolutely. same spelling. Yeah, but yeah, Berkeley okay. Square is in London, and there was a famous right, okay. there was a famous song called "The Nightingale Sang in Berkeley Square," and it's there you go. Berkeley. All right, now, I just want to clear it up because I was I thought it was Berkeley going off the American uh, one, but anyway, neither near here or there. Um, two on top, uh, Berkeley Square. As I said, I think the six. You know, what should be a pretty genuine run race. Um, I think sixteen hundred meters. He'll be really strong late. Uh, he's you know hasn't seen anything further than 1400 meters. He's got three wins from four starts, but gives the impression uh, that the longer trip will suit. Should get a really good run from that draw. Uh, he's pretty versatile where he can settle. I don't can't imagine him being up on the speed. I think there's a few that'll be quicker, but he'll settle midfield and I think a bit more luck than he did last start. He was he ended up getting out and being too good in that Exford Plate, but um, it was a bit of a nervous watch if you're on him. Uh, but look, past last 200 of the race is a and able to get there in time. So I think he's a horse that's really, really promising and hopefully can uh, deliver Dan O'Sullivan his first group one. 
So the two on top for me, pretty keen on him. Three and next Golden Mile. He has done all his running in Sydney, this preparation, but he has won um, the, the Victorian way of going. We did win at Ballarat on the booths, his first go at Caulfield, of course. But um, look, clearly going well, very promising Colts, and he too's drawn to get a lovely run. So two on top of three. I think nine Osipenko can be one that does improve from that first up run. As Joel said, that uh, Guinea's prelude was run in very poor conditions. He sort of just didn't have anything left. Uh, very poor late sort of there in the, on that track. I'm thinking he'd bounce back. I know the stable have a pretty high opinion of him. And in for fourth, I've got the 10, Amendable. Um, he's is one that looks crying out for 1,600 metres. Good ride from Oliver, but he'll be uh, charging late. I think the 10 and over the odds in this. 2, 3, 9, 10. I've gone for Barclay Square 2 to beat Golden Mile as well. Uh, I've got Tijuana for third, and Joel's picked the fortune teller for fourth, 2, 3, 1, and 15. Third leg of the quaddy, last of the Group 1s at Caulfield on Saturday. Race 9, Highland Race Colours, Turak Handicap, 1,600-metre handicap. Uh, Toffee's got 58. Bottom weight has got 52. Uh, fun facts, um, you know, with the, these Group 1 mile handicaps, very often lightweights do prevail, but Saddlecloth number 1 has won the Turak in five of the past 12 years, and Saddlecloth's 1 to 5 account for 14 of the past 18 winners. So that may or may not uh, be significant. Are you with one high in the weights or down in the weights, Joel? Uh, well, I'm, I'm with uh, the boom horse, I Wish I Win, who's uh, yeah, 54 and a half, I guess, middle of the road. Uh, um, Saddlecloth 5 fits into that, um, fits into that uh, criteria. Up the top, yeah, per- perfect. Well, I think he, uh, I think he's very hard to beat. When I got... To this race, when the final acceptances come through, I thought it is a bit more open than what I thought. You know, earlier in the week, I just thought he was a total moral, but um, not not a good thing. But do think he's the one to beat. Uh, just has created such a good impression in both of his wins here in Australia, and I don't think the step up to sixteen hundred is going to be any problem at all. And should get a nice speed to um, hopefully hopefully gets a bit of a bit of a trail from that gate. Just makes things a bit tricky, I guess, drawing 13. But um, I think the field will be spread out because there's good tempo here. So he can find a good spot and just run over the top of them. I thought 10 Banker's Choice would be another horse running on from the back. Can't draw a barrier. They've put the blinkers on here third up. I think he's going pretty well. I thought the Rupert Clark run was good. Could be the best roughie here. And they've got a couple that are going to be on speed um, to perhaps hang on for the minor money. Nine Gentleman Roy. Runner-up to I Wish I Win, and then one on the same day at Sandown, and seven Buffalo River. 1,600, right on the edge of his capacity, but I thought his Rupert Clark run was good. Drops two kilos, he's going to give you a bit of a sight. Five from ten, nine, and seven. Yeah, with the five as well, I Wish I Win. I'm a big fan of pinstripes. He's my second pick, but um, look, love the way he powered to the line. In both wins, obviously chasing down a really smart one at Ed and second up. Yeah. Look, it also will certainly run well over this trip, Group Group 1 placed uh, already over the 1,600 metres, and he's the one to beat, I think I wish I win. 13 in next pinstriped. You know, we, we ran extremely well without any luck in the Australian Guineas over this trip. I think he's ticking over pretty well this time in and gets in 52 kilos. So clear second pick, two Valoo in next, never runs a bad race, good return. And in for fourth, I've got the nine, Gentleman Roy, um, up on the pace of 53 kilos. Just keeps improving with, with racing this horse. And um, 
very honest type. He'll uh, give a side up on the speed. 5, 13, 8 and 9. Uh, yeah, well, I keep tipping Tuvalu, and uh, as you say, Daniel, you're certainly uh, not owing me anything, and I've uh, stuck with Tuvalu this time from I Wish I Win, Gentleman Roy and Dallasan, 8, 5, 9 and 3. We finish at Caulfield, last leg of the Quaddy Race 10, Senate Northwood Plume Stakes, 1,200 metre Group 3 for the Mayors at Set Weights and Penalties. Joel? Yeah, I've got with number 8, Chassis here, first up. Uh, been doing her prep work up in Sydney, had a couple of nice trials, and the Ma Eustace team have sent her back down to Victoria. Uh, only had the three runs for the stable. It was third in the Harebra at Mornington, then chased home one Diva with a big weight here, and then failed on the long track in the one game. But just going through that one Diva form, of course, went up to Brisbane and beat some classy male sprinters. And on her second, this time last year in the Howl now, behind Bella Nipotina, that sort of form has her right in the game. I thought her trials have been good enough. And T.O. Nugent on board is going to get you a, a couple of extra dollars to your price. So, chassis each way for me. Zapateo, hard to beat. Number three has won two of three this prep. Strong win in the how now. Just uh, can blend into it at the right time, I would have thought, from that gate and just be very strong late. She's going to be hard to hold out. Uh, five written beauty. I was with her in the how now and just clearly not on her game. She missed the start. Um, sort of roared up behind them coming to the turnover racing went wide and it just didn't finish off at all so dare say something was amiss there she is a bit in and out but her best is good enough and two Sarah Des another one who I was with at Caulfield last start was pretty disappointing on the heavy track first up Uh, getting away from heavy hopefully here on Saturday she can be an improver but uh, eight each way from three five and two yeah open race in the card and with the favourite on top three Zapateo Obviously, building a very nice record. One at this track, um, this track and trip last start. <clears throat> no reason to go off her, I think. So, the three on top. Five written beauty, I think, can bounce back um, to, to better form here on a sort of, can, sort of you know, drying track. Um, she got a very good finish on her day. I think she unleashes it here. One Tarath, the classy mare resuming. Generally needs a run or two, but this is a nice race for her considering she uh, contested some stronger races. In earlier in the year, and uh, without winning, she certainly was competitive. And in for fourth, I have the six, Zuzarella. Three, five, one, and six. And I made my best for the day, Zapateo number three, to beat another award, Serides and Decent Rain. Three, 11, two, and ten. As I mentioned, race no, uh, ten, number three, is my best. Value bet uh, at any old price. Race four, number five, Wicklow Town. Joel's best, race nine, number five, I wish I win. Value bet, race 10, number eight, Chassis. And Dan's best was Barclay Square, race eight, number two. And his value bet came up earlier in the program, and that was in the Herbert Power, race five, number three, Shiraz. They are racing, or are they, at Royal Randwick on Saturday? We would think probably not, but um, maybe... You know, maybe early next week somewhere else, and wherever it is, it's probably going to be wet. So, uh, so the boys' thoughts about uh, the wet trackers should still be pertinent. We start as far as the black types concerned in race four, Polytrack Roman. <laughs> there's a bloody, uh, <laughs> there's a bit of irony. The Polytrack, right? If only they had one up there. Uh, the uh, Polytrack <laughs> Roman Consul Stakes set weights for three-year-olds, twelve hundred meter Group Two, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with five Zuccarino, a forgive run last time out. 
just um, pulled up with issues. Prior to that, was a winner of the Rosebud, beating four subsequent statesmen. Well, three officially, but um, uh, of course, the Godolphin horse lost the one down the straight on protest. Uh, speak of spacewalk. So it comes through a strong form race, and if you forgive the last run, well, I think he's a top hope. I've got him on top of one best of Bordeaux, who held on really well in the run to the Rose. Uh, strong performance there. The run to the Rose is the other key race. Four Natuno also comes out of that. And what's shut out of room late, uh, we're probably going to finish in the placing. So probably not a lot between him and best of Bordeaux. And I've got the filly we spoke about earlier, Chalante, in for four if she does bob up here. Five, one, four, and ten. With Natuno on top, uh, look, pretty good wet tracker. She's won two easier races on heavy tracks in Queensland, but um, look, that, especially that Ken Russell win at the Gold Coast. That was third up last prep. That was an impressive win. Uh, up on the pace there, I think yeah, he's, he's measured up in in two good races. His preparation, fourth behind in secret last start without a bit without much luck. I think here third up, um, ready to peak and. You know, on this wet track is an advantage over maybe some of the others. So four on top of five, Zuccarino has got a heavy track win on Dubu on the Kensington track, but very good in the Rosebud next time out. Forgive the last start. Miss in for third. I've got the one best of Bordeaux. Uh, we'll give a good side up on the speed, as he normally does. And in for fourth, uh, Chalante, if here. Four, five, one, ten. Race five at Royal Rambic on Saturday. The Nivison, 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties for Mayors at Group 3 level, Joel. Yeah, we've gone with one promise of success. Won't be easy to kick off on a testing track, but uh, she's a very talented mare. She beat all but Stat Dancer first up in the Triscay last prep. That was on dry, but then she went on to perform really well on wet tracks. Won a Group 2, placed in a Group 2 behind Forbidden Love and had a couple of uh, respectable efforts at Group 1 level. Really liked their trials. I think she'll be a major player in races like the Invitation and maybe the Empire Rose coming up. So I think she's going to be very hard to beat. I've got three, Heresy in for second. I think the Godolphin pair of the dangers. Heresy was good first up in a deep benchmark 50, uh, benchmark 88 race behind Remark. Uh, last time in was a heavy track winner of the PJ Bell beating Zapateo. Uh, the stablemate Larkspur run, hard fit, three runs back in a model of consistency. Also comes through a deep benchmark 88 race. And in for four, number two, expat. They've uh, switched it back in trip here. Interesting. I uh, thought a golden pendant run second up was pretty good. Um, and back in trip on these testing conditions, she might just give them plenty to chase. Three, uh, sorry, one from three, nine and two. Yeah, and with expat as well, pretty keen on her. I think Mark Noon will be hoping the, the meeting does go ahead ahead because she's an absolute swimmer, this mare. Um, four wins on heavy tracks. Most recent heavy track run was on in the Group 1 Kilmore. She finished fifth there. Wasn't beaten far after leading him up. But two runs back have been good. Improving with racing. I think we'll uh, take some catching, the two, so and hard to beat. The two on top of one, promise of success. Um, likes the track. It goes well first up. She ran in some really good races last preparation, mayor's races, and uh, deserved winner of that emancipation at, at, the, at the Newcastle track, as she had build, been building up prior to that nicely. They can run a race first up. In for third, I have... Um, sorry, in for third, I got the three, Heresy. And the fourth, I got the ten, Jal Lay, up in grade. Um, but not a good mare, and I think up to these. Two, one, three, and ten. Race six at uh, 
at uh, Royal Randwick on Saturday. Not actually a black type race, but uh, is a follow race. So they're expecting to be a black type race in the next few years. It is the Agency Tap Craig. It's 1,400 metres set weights and penalty for three-year-old, and it's three-year-olds, and it is worth half a million, Joel. Yeah, Zoo Tiger has uh, probably the best credentials here coming off that third in the Golden Rose. Two goes on heavy were in his first prep, and he finished second both times, and one of them was behind Zoo Gotcha. Uh, so I think off his Golden Rose run, he's very hard to beat. But I could have something on number four, Burgunda, as a bit of a saver. He beat Basquiat on a heavy track at Hawkesbury at his second start, and uh, Basquiat was placed in the Ming Dynasty, so... A beating home Zoo Tiger, so he certainly ties the you tie the form in. I thought first up at sixty and a half kilos, he was pretty good at Canterbury uh, behind Dashing Legend. So nearly had him on top, but uh, could certainly save on him. Six Hawaii five O's, a horse with plenty of talent. Just eleven hundred to fourteen hundred, just that query on the testing ground. But uh, he's still learning, but certainly a horse worth following. And two Basquiat uh, in for fourth, missed out in the Golden Rose, but had a tough barrier there. Just that little query again from the wide gate. Uh, One four six two. With the one on top, Zoo Tiger, very good run in the Golden Rose last start and back in grade for this um, slightly better draw. I think he's the one to beat in this contest. We've got the two in next, Basquiat. Uh, look, promising Coulter, I think there's, he's only got the one win to his name, but look, he's been contesting some pretty good races, very good in the JJ Atkins in during the Queensland winter. Uh, just forgive the margin there, last start in the Golden Rose. Um, but back in grade for this as well. He can certainly win at a, at a price. 11 Opal Ridge, promising filly, given the sort of the, I guess, the easy kill in the highway two back, even though the runner-up did give him a bit, uh, give her a bit of a, a sight, but they did clear out on the rest. And then back into stakes grade, last start. Should have finished closer to the winner, but it was a good run. And in for fourth, seven stylized, impressive midweek maiden winner. Um, James McDonald got off and you know, gave him a very big rap and can quickly come to stakes grade and make his presence felt. One, four, yeah, one, two, eleven, and seven. And race seven at Royal Randwick is the new tab app Gloaming Stakes, eighteen hundred metre group three set weights for three year olds on their way to the Spring Champion and possibly the Victoria Derby. After that, full field here if uh, we get around of uh, fourteen plus five emergencies. Uh, Joel, a few different form lines. How did you sort it out? Yeah, tough race. I think I've uh, got seven in my uh, quaddy in the winning post this week. So, yeah, tough race. Could back a few of them, but uh, I've put uh, probably the two rougher ones on top. Ten-man Zois, uh, just good win at start two and then found the Ming Dynasty a bit sharp. Was looking for further. Went to 1,800 against older horses, suited off a fast speed and ran on really well last time out. Uh, has a shocking barrier to contend with, but uh, I'm with him. Perfect thought. I'm in for second. They're going to need a scratching. Uh, this horse has got a stack of talent. Uh, was a month between runs last time out, coming off the maiden win, stayed at 1,400, and although beaten, I thought he was okay. Blinkers on, rise and trip, they're both positives. One political debate, well, he's been disappointing because he was Caulfield Guinea's favourite about eight weeks ago, or, yeah, eight to 12 weeks ago, and he's beaten one horse home in two runs. Finished last in the Golden Rose, but actually had the third quickest last 200, and just past the line, he was running past about four or five of them, so he's clearly wanting further. And in for fourth, number three, Williamsburg. I was with him last week, hard to jump off because he gets uh, conditions to suit again, set weights, heavy track, and a little step-up and trip. Um, certainly no negative. The other three that I could certainly entertain, a flag of honour, matcha latte, and the Kiwi sharp and smart. 10, 15, 1 and 3. 
one, political debate on top. Uh, force of we know is going to really appreciate the step up in distance. In group one place together over 1,600 metres. Uh, sort of underwriting and at the back of the field in that golden rose and never looked a winning hope, but thought this last sort of 200 metres was, was pretty good, despite the fact he's finished last. Um, it's aligned strongly anyway. So up in trip here, back in grade, I think is it worth an each-way ticket for sure, the one. In for second, I've got the five, sharp and smart. Uh, look, he too ran well in the JJ Atkins, sort of crossed the line with political debate there. And first up, 400 metres, he's four down to, up to 1,800 metres second up. Um, but, look, he did win well in New Zealand fresh. Good draw with Ben Mallum going on. So it's a tick. In for third, I've got the Williamsburg. Nice-looking win last weekend on the quick backup here. Obviously, gets through these conditions um, really well. And 10 man's always, I thought, it was good at this trip last start, chasing home a pretty uh, promising one in White Marlin. My numbers, 1, 5, 3, and 10. The big one at Royal Rambic on Saturday is race 8. It is the Silver Eagle, 1,300 metres for four-year-olds. It set weights and penalties and worth a million bucks. And uh, tickets available into the Golden Eagle. Joel? Yeah, really good race. Um, tough for some of these resuming, but I'm with one of them in Kiss Sum. Uh, he's been a bit of a favourite of mine, and he just took a, took another step last prep too. He was beaten in the uh, provincial championship final, but it was a terrific run. And then went up to Queensland, probably should have won the Fred Best, which would have got him into the Stradbroke. And then he uh, took sort of the consolation prize in the Group 3 Gunsend with a dominant win. I don't think a wet track's any problem. I think he's going really well, too. His trials have been very, very good. So I'll lean his way. I didn't really want to jump off water. I wasn't sure if he was going to run. Early markets this week, he, he drifted straight away. And I thought, well, that certainly means that he you know, usually means he's probably not going to run. But I think he got out to $17. He's now back into eight and should probably start shorter because he's looked a group horse in both his wins at Rose Hill. Yes, this is a step up in class, but I think $8, there's still value around him. Uh, for Volana. Really liked his recent trial. He just uh, trucked up to them and, and won it easily. Uh, he beat Kiss some in the Fred Best and then was pretty solid in the Stradbroke, finishing midfield off a wide trip. He looks to have taken the next step just based on that trial. And the favourite, Mr Mozart's got to go in. Has a bad gait, but he gets wet ground, which he loves. I thought he was pretty good in the Theo Marks. Without all favours, he fought really hard in the final stages. Uh, five from 12, four and two. With one at a big price here in the 10 mids moment, probably would have... Uh, got a Guernsey on our Ruffies panel this week. Had there not been so much doubt about whether this meeting goes ahead. Um, but, yeah, I think he's well over the odds. It's sort of around 50 to 1. Um, first up in a benchmark 88 on the sort of finishing just behind Remark. It was come out and won again. His form in Brisbane over these sort of trips, I thought it was very good last prep. He was an outstanding winner over 1,300 metres, albeit in a three-year-old quality. This is a much tougher assignment. But it was a very good win to the eye. Then... Ran well behind Stable Mate Ranch Hand, um, coming from a long way back there at Eagle Farm. He's got a win on a heavy track. Just thought the return this time in, means he's yeah, come back in pretty good order, and I think up in trip and will certainly help. Look, he's over the odds, and he look there has been times where he's been a little bit underwhelming, but um, his best I think is pretty good, and just thought was over the odds in this the, the ten. So he's on top for me. Five and next kiss some. Very, very good horse. Of course, he's, he ran really well in the Queensland winter as well. Um, needs luck from the gates. But the wet track was his preferred dry tracker. 
he has run well in all sort of conditions. So Kiss Summer is a case first up for Valana in for third. Very well in some in some strong races last preparation and in for fourth and at the three start Tontes will be charging home late. Ten, five, four and three. And the last of the black type races at Royal Rambic on Saturday, race nine. Furphy Angst stakes sixteen hundred metre group three for Mares, set weights and penalties, Joel. Uh, with a tissue. Finish worse than midfield, both runs this prep. Uh, but I think they've been reasonable effort. She hasn't had all favours either time. Um, cross the line first up with Epsom winner Ellsberg and then in the Shannon. I just drew a bit of a wide gate, had to sort of make a wide run from the 800, but I thought battled on quite well. Back to Randwick, that's where both of her Australian wins have happened. Uh, she's got gate two, back to Mayor's grade and handles the wet. So I think she uh, gets her chance here, third up, 10 fine point. It was a good win first up. Had the lightweight and benchmark grade, but it was a strong effort against the boys. Uh, she's a horse that's never run a bad race and certainly has a fair bit of upside. One Polly Gray's just got to go in um, because she's one of the best mudlarks around. She will improve with the run and she'll improve when she gets to 2,000 metres, but uh, the way that these conditions are going to be, if we go ahead, she's going to be uh, certainly at home. And for Honey Creeper, another one that showed a good ability to handle uh, wet tracks back in the autumn, well, did enough first up with 58 at 1,400. Might just still be one run short, but throw her in the numbers. Two from 10, one and four. Yeah, I'm with the tissue on top as well. I was pretty keen on her last start. She worked the line okay. A few others better there, but I think now third up, 1,600 metres. Um, see, close to the best of her. Um, both, obviously, both her wins in Australia have been at this track. So on top for me is the two. But the one in next, similar sort of sentiment to Joel. I've got to chuck Polly Gray in based on how, how well she gets through the ground. Fine points in, sorry, 13 routes in for third. Two really nice wins at sort of lower level races, Phillies and Mares races, but they've been good to the eye. Well, she improves rising in trip and in for fourth. Another Waller runner, fine point, the 10. 2 1 13 10. All righty, uh, recapping the. Um Best specials on the program, Joel's Best, Race 5, Number 1, Promise of Success, Value Bet, Race 9, Number 2, A Tissue, Dan's Best, Up Against Joel's, Race 5, Number 2, Expat, and Value Bet, Race 7, Number 1, Political Debate. They're racing on the course proper at Morfordville on Saturday, and uh, there is indeed a stakes race there. It is for the three-year-olds and uh, includes one of the emergencies for the Caulfield Guineas. This one's over 1,800 metres, and it is uh, race number five, and that is the Hillsmith Stakes, 1,800 metre listed set weights for three-year-olds. Dan, how did you see this one? Yeah, I like the look of the one, Merchant Boss. Pretty dominant last start winner. I was on the Parks track. He led there. And seemed to win with a bit in hand, I thought. It was uh, didn't really look like catching him. Um, strong through the line and rising in trip, I think, is going to be a big tick for him. So he'll park handy, he'll lead this, and should be able to dictate Jason Benbow. And I think Merchant Boss, really, really hard to run down. It's a promising son of Merchant Navy. So he's on top for me. Three and next, Miramasa, the busted and young Colt. Um, thought pretty good in a, in a stat stakes last start. He was coming out of a sale made and win. And group two level second up, thought ran okay. There wasn't beaten far far by the winner, Tijuana. In for third, I have the two big story. 
and the fourth I had the eight more award. But Merchant Boss, um, hard to beat. One, three, two, eight. And race five, number one, Merchant Boss was your best on the program. We wait uh, till the last for your value bet. We do, and that is Rich Gina. Um, rich enough mare, first up run was outstanding. She looked no hope on the turn and come wide there, but it was a really, really good win uh, from this mare. Uh, sorry, good performance from this mare. Just couldn't uh, reel in. Fields of Athen Roy had been bursting to win one. But up 1,000 metres, thought might have been, um, might have just sort of needed that run, but it was an outstanding return. Stays at the trip here, and look, this doesn't look much harder to what she saw last start. So, Rich Gina to, um, in the get-out stakes at Morpherville, the ten, uh, race 10, number 11. Any thoughts on Morpherville, Joel? Uh, I might have something on the first starter in race 3, number 14, Sweet Marlene, half-sister to Mick Mac, and quite liked her trial win at Murray Bridge. She's been well found, I think $8 opened into five fifty, uh, but did beat uh, the one of the, her rivals here in Wally West in a trial, and he's got some decent uh, form on the board. So I thought that is Philip Stokes' first starter could give you a good sight on debut. All righty, Eagle Farm, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. There is a stakes race. It is race six, Forex Queensland Cup. Used to be at the 3,200. Now it's over 2,400. It is a listed quality with nine to face the starter. Dan, how did you see this one? It's hard to go past. Seat of power, he's... Really in a, a rich vein of form at the moment. He takes on uh, most of these he faced sort of last start and look, the addition of Mahican Heights, uh, um, the Chris Waller trained runner coming up from the Sydney run last start will make it tougher for him. But I'm with Cedar Power to keep his uh, winning form going. The Doombin win, it was outstanding two back. Sat three or four wide, the trip kept coming, closed well, the run down and all the way. Well, the horse, the, the leader, and looked to be home. That, that horse stuck stuck with you Cedar Power dug deep off a wide run it was an impressive win and then Toowoomba Cup last start um, showed a, a lot of fight yet again to to get get the job done so hard to uh, knock the winning form and I'm just going to be with him again the one Cedar Power three Mohican Heights does add a bit of intrigue here he's been contesting uh, arguably better races of late a bit of Flemington two back behind high emotion um, okay in the small field last start wasn't far away but this is an easier race here in for third, I have the four fun fact. Um, up on the pace to be the one they have to run down. And the two, Berade and Next, can win as well. One, three, four, two. All righty. Tell us uh, about your specials, which start in the following race, race seven, with your best. Yeah, I really like the look of Hatchet, the three. He won two times at Doombin over this 1,200-metre trip. And... He's up to 1,400 metres last start. He had to work from that wide draw, sort of sat outside the leader, and he stuck on all right. He tried hard, but I think he suited back to this trip here. Better gate as well, uh, with the Kyle Wilson-Taylor taking a kilo and a half off. I think ticks a lot of boxes, does Hatchet. He's the best. Race seven, number three. And the value is uh, in coming up in race nine. Uh, Gary Portelli bringing Capital Rain up north. Pretty speedy type. Um, first up here, I think, uh, good setup for him. And look, he has been running, uh, he has been trialling well in Sydney. So likely to get a dry track, saw a couple of wet tracks last prep. That sort of um, just doesn't go on those sort of wetter tracks. But on dry conditions here, first up off a good trial and with just 51 kilos on his back, um, I think he's a good each-way bet in race nine. Any thoughts on Eagle Farm, Joel? Uh, lucky last, race 10, number four, I am lethal. It looks bad on paper from that 
barrier, but I think there'll be a few scratchings. There usually is in the last in Brisbane. Uh, just forget the first up run. Never thought in a million years he'd be up there sharing the lead over 1,200 first up, but he was. They've taken the blinkers off. I think if they just ride him quietly, save him for one big run, I think he'd be too strong for this field. Uh, across the Nullarbor, the chairs and tables have been moved across to Ascot and um, we are ready to go and to celebrate a 10 race car just to make it a clean sweep of 10 race cards across the Metro uh, venues on Saturday. Great fun for the punters. A little bit of a hassle when you're trying to fit it into a 96-page newspaper. Greg Hooper's best at Ascot is race five, number nine, Bustler. And his value bet race two, number nine, Mystery Island. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman Joel, uh, they are racing at Matamata and Haroa. Indeed they are. It is a monster meeting at Matamata on Saturday. We've got uh, a couple of races held over from last week's abandoned Hastings meeting. Uh, those being the features, the Hawks Bay Guineas, Group 2 and the Group 1 Arrowfield stud plate weight for age, um, and with the race being moved back a week and potentially on better ground, I think we're still going to be on wet ground, but a bit better ground, uh, we've seen Imperatrice added to the field, and she'll be starting favourite in that group one. I've put her on top of 11, La Creek, 3, Vernon Me, and 12, Mustang Valley. Uh, my best, however, for the day is race eight, number 14, Sophia's Magic. Really good first up run over 1,400, hit the line well. Step up to the mile suits, gets a claim, gets 50, in with 52 and a half. Uh, big field, few chances, but she ticks plenty of boxes. And value bit is race 10, number six, even chance. Probably going to get better with another run under the belt, but uh, was just buried away. Three back the fence, first up over a mile. That's not his go. He likes to be up on speed, dominating. And he should be able to do that, albeit being second up. But 2,000 metres, he can roll forward from the wide gate himself on speed and I don't think there's a lot of pressure here so I think he's going to give you a really good run for your money. The other horse well worth watching on the program is a exciting three-year-old by the name of Denby Road. He's in three races but I think race five he'll probably go around small field against his own age. Uh, looks a big uh, sort of gangly sort of a bugger but he was very impressive on debut. He's out of a sister to turn me loose and uh, could be a 2,000 guineas horse if it doesn't all come a bit too soon for him. At Hara, the other meeting uh, in New Zealand, my best bet is Charm Star. This is a horse we've seen over in Australia perform reasonably well in Sydney and Queensland. Uh, she won second up last prep when stepping up to this trip. Uh, the 2100, she was pretty good over the mile first up, but up to this distance suits, and this is in an overly strong field, and my value bet is race nine number four, sidebar. Uh, had a long spell, but two runs back have been pretty good, finishing just behind the minor money. Third up, out to 2100, certainly looks ready to show her best. Alrighty, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. week joel just missed with mizzou i got there with visionary not at any flash price i am sorry for i, I sound like i'm hurrying because i am because uh, the um, segment is going to run out in one minute uh race two number two at F- caulfield for me old flame joel 
nice and simple. I wish I win. Race nine, number five, at Caulfield. Dan. Uh, Eagle, Eagle Farm, race seven, number three, Hatchet. Excellent. All right. Well, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Plenty of great reading and features besides. It's online now. It's in shops on uh, uh, Fridays for five bucks. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.